0: World's on fire. Our culture is disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. it's
1: time. Hey, you, pass the salt.
0: You know Why it's disintegrating? Cause we're jellyfish. Hey, pass the salt, will you? Pass
1: the
2: salt.
0: Pass the salt, amigo. It's time. It's time.
2: I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan
0: jellyfish hey we you passed the salt pass the salt we need salt over here it's time for pass the salt pass
2: the salt but we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it see
0: the views opinions and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the holy spirit leading of a man called coach
2: i gotta ask you this out there christian america
0: it's time for pass the salt with a coach dave Dobinmeyer.
2: Hey, fired up this morning. Is it okay for me to say that? Live and in color here. Remember I used to do that on, on <laughs> TV? Remember we used to do that? Live and in color. <laughs> and then and then they'd go to some live show, right? Well, we're live, and I'm not colored, but I am colored. I got a shirt. Folks, I've on a white shirt, and my face ain't white. What does what's that mean, huh? huh? Oh, yeah, yeah. Got Hey, got got a great uh, program. We always have a great program. <laughs> but, uh We have a great program. My buddy, uh, my good buddy, Mark Harrington, is going to join us from Created Equal, and we're going to talk about some serious, serious stuff surrounding abortion and the fact that abortion was overturned by the Supreme Court, the right to a a constitutional right to abortion was overturned by the Supreme Court, and yet babies still continue to die, and that the wicked never sleep. They never rest. The devil's team never rests. They never compromise. And... uh, I was speaking with Mark yesterday, and I said, "Man, Mark, can you come on tomorrow? Because we got to get this, we got to get this in the minds of people." Hey, by the way, uh, if we can, go to the schedule real quick. Don't forget Tom Dunn's event this weekend down in Dayton. Uh, What's a something the darkness? Something the darkness. What's the name of it? There, thank you. Darkness out of the darkness, an event down in the uh, in the uh, Harvest Revival Center. Those of you uh, who can make it, it'd be a great thing. I don't know if they're streaming it or not, but I, uh, we're going to be there, and uh, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. Talk about spiritual warfare. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, principalities and powers, evil spirits in high places, weapons of our warfare, are not carnal. See, the average Christian, I don't know about where you go to church, Mark, but the average church never talks about spiritual warfare. Not really. Not really. We acknowledge it. We acknowledge that there are demons. We acknowledge, yeah, we acknowledge it. We pray against it, but we don't really. We really have no understanding of the depth of it. And Tom Dunn is uh, the guy who's uh, who has um, what's the word? The torch has been passed from Russ Dizdar to Tom Dunn. Tom Dunn is the man now, and it'll be it'll be great. Mm -hmm. And again, the thing that'll be really really good about it is. We get to rub shoulders with each other again. And I love that more than anything. And then I've got several requests. People said, Coach, um, what about the live streaming from last week? Well, Jared and the guys have been cutting it up, okay? They've been getting prepared. And I think it's available now. Isn't it, uh, producer? It's going to go up this morning. Now, look, I'm going to say this again. I'm not trying to pick your pocket. For $20, bucks, nineteen ninety five, I think it is, you can have – Two hours of Dr. Tenpenny, two hours of Attorney Tom Renz, two hours of Dr. Carrie Made although she do not want to be called doctor anymore, two hours of the resistance chicks, and two hours of um, uh, Ivan Raiklin. Well, folks, it's unbelievable. You can have that for 19 bucks, and like I told you, you can share it. I don't care. Once you buy it, I don't care how many people you give the code to. This We want people to get this information. We have upfront expenses that we have that we have obviously. So your twenty bucks gives you the opportunity to present that to twenty of your friends. You can take this link and send it to twenty of your a hundred of your friends. I don't care how many you send it to. But, You guys are having trouble getting people to listen to you. They think you're crazy. Well, let them listen to Tom Renz and the evidence that Tom Renz has. Let them listen to Dr. Sherry Tinpenny. Talks about what's going on with the jabs and how it's going to affect. Let them. Look, you can talk to your blue in the face, and they're probably not going to listen to you. But you might be able to hook them with this uh, live streaming. It's cutting it up in pieces for you, actually so that you can click on, uh, doctor, uh, click on Dr. click Tim Petty and you can click on mate A and you have to, don't have to fight your way all through and all that. So that stuff's all gone. would love for you to do it. Uh, yada, 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 yada. Uh, anything else on the schedule? Always something on the schedule. Uh, appreciate all of you being in here today. I'm trying to get my, my uh, mouse to work. There it works. All right, there we go. There we go. Um, I'm going to show you something here. And then I'm going to... Uh, Get uh, Mark Harrington in here. Play number one there for me, Johnny. It's not Johnny. Who is it? It's Spencer. <clears throat> Many have heard this before. Play to 1.5 speed. This is uh, 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 OBGYN explaining to all of us what an abortion is. Go ahead.
3: First witness is Dr. Anthony Levitino. Dr. Levitino is a Mm -hmm. board-certified obstetrician-gynecologist. Over the course of his career, Dr. Levitino has practiced obstetrics and gynecology in both private and university settings, including as an associate professor of OBGYN at the Albany Medical College. And Dr. Levitino we'll begin with you. Welcome. Thank you, Chairman and members of the committee. Um, I only have five minutes, so I'm going to get right to it. Second trimester D&E abortions perform between roughly 14 and 24 weeks of gestation. Your patient today is 17 years old. She's 22 weeks pregnant. Her baby is the length of your hand plus a couple of inches, and she's been feeling her baby kick for the last several weeks, but she's asleep on an operating room table. You walk into that operating room scrubbed and gowned, and after removing laminaria, you introduce a suction catheter into the uterus. This is a 14 French suction catheter. If she were 12 weeks pregnant or less, basically the width of your hand is smaller. You could basically do the entire procedure with this, but babies this big don't fit through catheters this size. After suctioning the amniotic fluid out from around the baby, you introduce an instrument called the sofa clamp. It's about 13 inches long. It's made of stainless steel. The business end of this clamp is about two and a half inches long and a half inch wide. There are rows of sharp teeth. This is a grasping instrument. When it gets a hold of something, it does not let go. A DNA procedure is a blind abortion, so picture yourself introducing this and grabbing anything you can blindly and pull, and I do mean hard, and out pops a leg about that big, which you put down on the table next to you. Reach in again, pull again, pull out an arm about the same length, which you put down on the table next to you, and use this instrument again and again to tear out the spine, the intestines, the heart and lungs. Head on the baby that size is about the size of a large plum. Can't see it, but you've pretty good idea you've got it if you've got your instrument around something and your fingers are spread about as far as they go. You know you did it right. If you crush down on the instrument, and white material runs out of the cervix. That was the baby's brains. Then you can pull out skull pieces. And you have a day like I had a lot of times. Sometimes a little face comes back and stares back at you. Congratulations. You just successfully performed a second trimester d abortion. You just affirmed a right to choose. Why did you end your practice of doing abortions? I did over 1,200 abortions over a four-year period in private practice, not counting the ones that I did during my training. Um... I met my wife um, during my first year of training at Albany Medical Center. We got married about a year later and found that we had an infertility problem. After years of failed infertility treatment and several years trying to adopt a child, we were blessed with adopting a a little girl that we named Heather in August of 1978. Um, As sometimes happens in those situations, my wife got pregnant the very next month and we had two children ten months apart. Um, Two months short of my daughter Heather's sixth birthday, she was killed in an auto accident and literally died in her arms in the back of an ambulance. Anyone who has children might think they have some idea of what that feels like, but unless you've been through it yourself, you have no idea whatsoever. I know people find it hard to believe, but uh, what do you do after a disaster? You bury your child and then you go back to your life. And I don't remember exactly how long it was after my daughter died that I showed up at Albany Medical Center OR number nine to perform my first second trimester DNA abortion. I wasn't thinking of it as anything special. This was routine to me. Um, But I reached in, literally pulled out an arm or leg and got sick. You know, earlier on, I described stacking up body parts on the side of the table. It's not to you know, gross people out, to use a simple term. When you do an, in- an abortion, you need to keep inventory. You have to make sure you get two arms and two legs and all the pieces. If you don't, your patient's going to come back infected, bleeding, or dead. Um, so I soldiered on and finished that abortion. And I know it sounds, as I said, hard for people to believe, but I'm, I'm telling you straight up my experience. You know, after over 1,200 abortions, first and second trimester up to 24 weeks and all the rest of it, and being very dedicated to it, for well, the first time in my life, I really looked. I really looked at that pile of body parts on the side of the table. And I didn't see her wonderful right to choose, and I didn't see all the money I just made. All I could see was somebody's son or daughter. And I stopped doing late-term abortions after that. And several months later, stopped doing all abortions.
2: Wow. Wow, wow, wow. So I'll say, Coach, <clears throat> first of all, <clears throat> uh, Lord, I just pray grace upon anybody who's watching right now who has uh, had an abortion, paid for an abortion, been part of an abortion. Uh, you said if we confess our sins, you're faithful to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And Lord I just pray that your grace would be sufficient today for all those who have uh, who have participated in, it. in Jesus name. Amen. So I, I don't I don't do this to make anybody feel bad, okay? Amen. A lot, a lot of people have had abortions. They didn't have any idea what was going on years ago, 50 years ago, 40 years ago when nobody knew what it was. But uh the reality of it is it kills a baby. We know it kills a baby. Everybody knows it kills a baby. And one of the things that we've done for uh, in the last 30 years anyway that I've been, been fighting this battle, Mark Harrington's been in it longer than I, we, they told us this. They said, well, if we could just get the courts to rule, if we could just get the courts to rule, get a pro-life Supreme Court. we got a pro-life Supreme Court. And what did the pro-life Supreme Court say? Uh, There's no constitutional right to killing an unborn baby. What, that's what the Supreme. No, no, that's not what they said, is it? No, the Supreme Court said uh, we'll let the states decide. We'll let this. It's. A, isn't it amazing how the federal government doesn't let the state decide anything? But they sure kicked the can to the, the states on abortion, didn't they? Because it was a tough decision, and nobody really wanted to deal with it. And they say, well, Coach, look, you got to realize that abortion has been part of the American culture for 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 fifty years. Yeah, I know and so was slavery and slavery was overturned, and women's rights, and women's rights were overturned. So the fact that the Supreme Court gave us something that was evil doesn't mean it should remain evil when we know better, right? So you say, Coach, where are you going with this? Here's where I'm going. I'm going to let Mark come in here in just a second. They told us that when the Supreme Court overturned Roe, which is what they said they did, they didn't actually do that. They just said that Roe, as it was argued and decided, was not proper or not legal, whatever. They said it's a state's rights issue. So they kicked it back to the states. And everybody cheers, runs around, yay, 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 yay. And if you go to the Planned Parenthood in Columbus, Ohio today, they are still murdering babies, still doing it, have not backed off not one iota, because why? Well, went into the courts and then some judge somewhere put a stay on it, put a stay on it so they could study it, study it. Dude, it's either alive or it's not. It's either a human being or study it. What are you talking? But see, this is the way they play the game. So I have Mark Harrington on with us today from Created Equal. And before I get too deep with it, I want you to know that I owe much of past the salt ministries to the tutelage of Mark Harrington. When I, when I walked away from teaching and, and coaching and I started a, a program at WRFD in Columbus, Ohio, I ran into Mark. Mark also had a show there as well. And he and I became friends, and I told him what I was trying to do. He took me to his house, and he showed me how to do my first newsletter. As I sent out a newsletter. You'll find people who will support you. And that, that launched Past Assault Ministries. And it was because Mark Harrington did that for me. So whatever you might hear out there, Mark and I remain tight buddies. And I owe the genesis of past assault ministries to Mark Harrington. So I just wanted to say that publicly, Mark. But Mark contacted me yesterday and said, Coach, we got to wake up the churches. Got to wake up the churches. Why? Because the devil never sleeps. He -hmm. never sleeps. Evil never sleeps. Mark, what the heck's going on, man? Mm.
4: Well, it's crazy, man. You know, we had uh, what 25 years I've been at this coach working to overturn Roe v. Wade. And uh, of course, the Supreme Court didn't take it far enough. We all understand that, but it is what it is. And now that the states have so called authority, even though, you know, the Supreme Court should have ruled and protected the unborn, and then we wouldn't have this situation. uh, States like Ohio are attempting, at least the pro abortion people are trying to pass constitutional amendments to enshrine. Abortion. And uh, ever since the Dobbs case was handed down last summer, we're 0 for 6, coach. We're 0 for 6. I want people to understand that. We're 0 for 6 in these battles in states like California, uh, states like Vermont, Michigan, of all places, Michigan, uh, Kentucky. Uh, let's see where else. Uh, Kansas legalizing abortion
2: marks states legalizing abortion
4: basically yes so we're zero for six and they're coming to ohio and it looks like they're gonna they're gonna try to get this thing on the ballot in november and ohio is the only state that we know of right now in 2023 that will have this on the ballot so we're it i mean ohio is a bellwether state you all know that it decides the presidency often uh, they're coming here for a reason, Coach. Because they think they if they can win here, they can win anywhere, and that's why they're they're targeted Ohio, uh, here in Ohio. Uh, you know, the, the our attorney general. This is what's disappointing, Coach. Okay, I, and you, you, we all know this: Republicans in name only, right? <laughs> they're Republicans in name only. Our attorney general, Dave Yost, who claims to be pro-life, when the language was put before him for the constitutional amendment, he approved it right away. It's like the first time I've ever seen this ever happen in a constitutional amendment. Normally, it takes two or three revisions. Yes. Yeah, Const-
2: Mark, he could have said, I, I don't like this line. Right. I, "This I don't like this phrase. I don't like this. The, exactly. Let's send it back. after, And he didn't do that, right? This pro-life Republicans said, oh, yeah, I mean, boom. Yeah, yep.
4: I mean it, it, every single constitutional amendment usually goes back for one or two revisions. That would, have caught, that would have bought us about a month. And time is everything in these battles, right? So he approved it, and then he made excuses as to why he had to, because he was following the rule of law. You know, huh. the left doesn't do it that way. They find technicalities and reasons and procedural reasons to delay, delay, delay. No, our attorney general didn't do that. Then it went to the ballot board. The ballot board rubber-stamped it. And again, majority pro-life on the ballot board. Rubber stamped it. And now uh, the pro-abortion people are out collecting signatures currently. And as you say, they need a little over 400,000 uh, legal signatures to get it on the ballot in November. So that's what we're facing.
2: So, Mark, uh, pull up number five for me there, uh, Mr. Producer. Number five, which is what Mark was just talking about. I do do a little bit of homework before the show here, Mark. So uh,
5: <laughs> I, I, I
2: here uh whole show, Not that one. Number five. Yost approves. Abortion, Ohio abortion rights amendment isn't yet on the ballot, but it's already under, now that's not, yeah, scroll down, scroll down. So here's our attorney general, uh, Pro-life attorney general, what's he say? Right, he he writes a lesson, I hey, listen. I'm sorry, but the language was the language is appropriate. So we went ahead and we put it on the ballot. Rather than being a good pro-life attorney general and at least making them jump through a few more hoops, right? Uh, he, didn't, exactly. he didn't even do that. As Mark said, it would have bought us more time. Yada yada yada. So so let me well, let me back. let me
4: say something. Like most constitutions when you amend it, it has to have a single subject. I'm not trying to get in the weeds here, but this does not have a single subject. Uh, There's a subject, there's the abortion piece, but there's also all this reproductive health and technology that's thrown in too. So he could have easily said, this is not a single subject amendment, thrown it back to them, and they would have had to rewrite it. Thank God some people in Cincinnati are suing right now. And this, the state supreme court I just read last night is going to hear the case that whether this has a single subject or not. So it's possible, Coach, if they rule that it doesn't have a single subject, they're going to have to start over. mean This is we got to fight. Every, you know how it is. Yeah. Every single play, we have an opportunity to fight. We got to fight. We got to stand. We got to fight, fight, fight. Slow the process. Make it. The, And we just can't lay down and play dead. And that's what our that's what our attorney general. Ohio
2: Attorney General Davios on March 2nd, -hmm. that's just uh, 27 days ago, certified the petition as fair and truthful summary of the amendment. He said the rule of law necessarily means that there are limits to the decision making of those who temporarily exercise public authority. This is true of prosecutors who will not enforce criminal statutes with which they disagree or presidents who wish to take actions not authorized by Constitution of of Congress. He continues, is also true of attorneys, generals required by a narrow law to make a decision about the truthfulness of a summary. So he determined on March 13th that uh, it was okay, go ahead, put it on the ballot when he could have Fought against it. He could have made them jump through hoops, folks. Do you understand this? Republicans are not our warrior friends that we think mm-hmm. they are. Okay, mm-hmm. please, uh, please understand that. Okay, let me go to something else. Mark, pull up number three. Here is the language. All right, mm. they, folks. They are enshrining in the constant. They're taking it to the people, huh? Yeah, which is what we people. said we wanted. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, so here we go. The ballot initiative would provide that each individual has the right to make and carry out one's own reproductive decisions, including but not limited to decisions regarding contraception, fertility treatment, continuing one's own pregnancy, miscarriage care, and abortion. This measure would provide that the state of Ohio cannot penalize, discriminate, or interfere with an individual's. Exercising of this right, and that the state of Ohio may regulate abortion after fetal visibility, unless it's necessary to protect the life or health of the mother. Look, they didn't even say they said pregnant patient. They didn't even say woman. Mm-hmm. Pregnant patient, folks. Pre- now look, mm-hmm. hey friends, come on. Hey Mark, does that mean I could take a clothes hanger and get away with? Well, I couldn't, but uh, huh? This appears to me, murder is okay, right? Murder is okay, folks. They are trying to codify this into law in the state of Ohio. Now, listen to me. As Mark just said, this we are a bellwether state. They chose Ohio on purpose. Hang on. Right. hang on, hang on.
1: Absolutely right.
2: Go, go to a number. Oh uh, no, that's not it. Go to number f- number four. Try number four. No, number seven. Number seven. Number seven. Number seven. I'll show you why they went to a. Poll shows that Ohio voters want abortion rights protected. Huh? Clearly oh yeah. Yep. Oh yeah. They did all their research out there. JD Vance's name's in there. Scroll down a little bit. Hang on. I'll shut up here in a mark in a second. That's right. Right. right there. Okay, there That's it is. Good. It's good. There it is. Ohio voters support, right? Overall, look at this. Want to protect abortion rights. Overall, uh 53% of Ohioans want to protect abortion rights. Uh, Democrats. Democrats, uh, 85% of, uh, can I say, Mark, I say the truth here. That's why I get in trouble. 85% of black Christians support abortion when it is a a holocaust against African Americans. It's a holocaust. And 85% of Democrats, by the way, many, many Catholics are Democrats. Somebody help me out here just telling you the truth. 85% of Democrats want to murder babies. You understand that? I'll say, no, coach, they don't want to murder babies. They just want to have the right to be able to murder babies. Oh, I get it. I get it. Independents, what are they saying? 60% of independents want a woman's right to be able to kill a baby. And what about Republicans? Well, down there, well, gee, 21% of Republicans. Oh. Well, so another, uh, so, hey, Mark, I'm going to shut up here because you taught me this that if we make the debate about a woman's right to choose, abortion will be legal. If we make the debate about a baby's right to live, abortion will be illegal. That's it, isn't it, Mark?
4: Yeah, absolutely. You know, we've really never had that debate, Coach, over, what, 25 years that I've been doing this. We won the political battle, right? We're we're good at politics for for the most part. We're, We're decent at that, right? We put the right people in office, so to speak. You know, we can win in the legislature, we can win in the governor's office, and we can win in the White House. And by God's grace, Donald Trump put up three justices and they ruled on Roe v. Wade and reversed it. But you know what? The cultural needle didn't move. The cultural needle didn't move at all over the last 25 years. Six out of 10 Americans think abortion should be legal in the first trimester. They think Roe v. Wade is a good so called compromise. And the other side right now is, is casting this debate. As a return to Roe v. Wade, which we know it's not. It's all the way up to birth. It wipes out every single law that's been enacted in the state of Ohio uh, over the last several decades that have protected children and so and, and parental rights, everything. And so, you know, this isn't going back to a uh, a, a Roe v. Wade, uh, you know, situation.
2: Mark, the reality is, how long have you been in this battle?
4: Been in the battle for 25 years, full time, coach.
2: So 25 years of your life's work hangs in the balance, does it not?
4: It does. It's a, you know, it, I thought when Roe v. Wade was overturned, we could take a little time and celebrate, and I took one day, <laughs> one day, and I was right on the battlefield the next day. Unfortunately, our movement's been celebrating since last summer, and I said, "Listen, people, Roe v. Wade may be dead." But abortion is alive and well in America. So, in other words, Mark,
2: a Planned Parenthood. They're
4: on the move. These people don't rest, as you say. They treat it like a land war, Coach. They take territory, they hold that territory. We don't. We don't. We just keep negotiating the terms of our defeat. You know, slowly but Mm. surely, we give up ground. And I'm just saying right now, it's all hands on deck in Ohio. We've got to put everything we have and throw it into Ohio because this is almost, this is the last stand. I mean, if this happens, the dominoes start dropping across the country in 2024 because they're already looking to 7, 8, 10, 12 states in 2024.
2: So, Mark, the reason you're on here today is because we need to do what? We need to go impact. We need to let our pastors know what's going on. We need to make sure that people know that standing right now, maybe in your neighbor, in your city, outside a library, outside a a courthouse, there are people gathering signatures for petitions. And you cannot sign that petition. You can't do it. And you've got to make sure that other people understand exactly what's going on. Am I right? Right, Exactly.
4: So if people, if you live in Ohio, obviously the first step is if you see petitioners out, see something, say something and yourself just go out and stand next to them and say, this is a lie. This isn't true. They're lying to you. Don't sign this. Go home and do your homework. You know, if you sign this, your information is going to be public record. I mean, there's a lot of things we can do. We call that the decline to sign campaign. That's what we're doing right now. And we have until July 5th, Coach. They have until July 5th to get these signatures, assuming that this thing doesn't get thrown out or uh, thrown out. We have until July 5th to prevent them from getting the signatures. That's job one. And Declined if we can prevent the them from getting signatures, Declined then it will next year in Ohio.
2: Decline to sign. Decline right. to sign. Tell people, don't sign it. Don't sign it. Right. Right. Don't- and
4: if you know people in Ohio, just tell them, hey, do you know this is going on? Uh, obviously, pastors should already know, but we know how that works, right? right they, they're right. oblivious to a lot, a lot of these things, right? So you got to can't assume that they're on 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 you know that they've been alerted to this, but they need to start educating their congregations. People got to know what's going on in Ohio, and if you're able to come to Ohio after if they get the signatures, we, we're we're taking everybody. I mean, we're, we'll you know put you up. We'll, we'll you know we need the ground game here we're going to be out doing everything we sim- we can coach and you know what we do we show abortion victim photography and video we show it on overpasses on the sides of trucks on video screens on jumbotrons we take them to college campuses and high schools we'll go to the public square we will be everywhere in this state and we need people to help us out if this thing gets on the ballot
2: uh, if you could mr by, by the way marks up podcast or uh, I'm sorry websites up on the screen created equal dot- Org, is that what it is, Mark? Create yeah, equal.org, right. Create has got some great stuff on there. But Mr. Producer, if you could right now, I want you to pull up uh, the preamble to the United States Constitution. Because everybody says the right to life is not mentioned in the Constitution. It's mentioned in the Declaration, but that's not a legal document. That was a, the Declaration of, of Independence was signed before there was even a government. So that's not a that is not a legal document. Okay, so folks, the preamble to the Constitution, which is what? The mission statement of the Constitution mm-hmm. signed by 56 signers. What did it? What does it say? We, the people of the United States, in order to form a more perfect union, establish justice, ensure domestic, ensure domestic tranquility, provide for the common defense, promote for the general welfare, secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity. There it use. is, folks.
1: Boom. There it,
2: there it is. There it is. The right to life is what? Guaranteed to our posterity. Don't let them lie to you. Boom. Don't let them lie to you. All right. Right there it is, baby. And, the, well, and, and also right keep
4: in mind, whether our documents say it or not, that we're all made in the image of God. We're created in the image of God. And that's a whole premise, is why the founders wrote what they wrote. When we're endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights. And among those was the right to life. Number one was the foundational right. That's not given by government. It's given by God. And that's where we stand, right? That's where that's we right. stand. And we
2: know, Mark, we know this. All those who hate me love death. Folks, that's, that's, what, that's right. what the scripture says,
4: right? Huh? This, is, this is a bloodthirsty movement, Coach. They, they, were, they knew Roe v. Wade was going to be handed down, our Dobbs. They were ready day one. And we were celebrating.
2: Yep, that's right. And,
4: you and know, the by the Street... way, let me let me let me share this. This is a really interesting. I saw this last night, and I don't know if you've seen this, but there was a poll done by the Wall Street Journal. Listen to this. This is our problem. Okay, 1998, they polled the American people and asked the question: Do you believe children are important to you? Fifty nine percent. That's a lousy number, but fifty nine percent. That's in 1998. 2019, it dropped sixteen points. To forty-three percent of the American people, four four out of ten Americans think of, think children are important to them. Wow. Twenty twenty-three. Listen, this is the real problem. 2023, 30%. percent. Seven <laughs> out of ten Americans in four in four years, Coach. Seven out of ten Americans don't think children are important. And well, I'm we wonder why we have abortion? Wow! It all started downward right after the BLM riots, COVID, every you know the the the, the election. And people just don't believe in America anymore. They don't believe children are worthy of having. We don't we don't even think about our future. We don't think about children. It's all about us. It's crazy. I mean, obviously, you have a culture that doesn't believe in children. You're going to have abortion. I mean, the church,
2: the church, Mark, the church doesn't believe in children. The no, church but, doesn't believe in children. Right? Huh? Exactly they right. don't. Right? They don't. So look. Can I pat myself on my chest? We have ten of them. We have ten grandbabies. We have Amen. three of them, three miscarriages. We have thirteen. Our three children have produced ten grandchildren, thirteen babies. Amen, and I'm going to tell, look, look. I'm telling you, churches aren't talking about it. Because why? Mm-hmm. Babies, children get in the way of personal success and personal mm-hmm. happiness. And some of you listening to this show right now know your own damn children won't have children. Amen. Sorry for That's that. That's because we
4: contracept. It's
2: because we the contracept. The church
4: contracepts. Christians mm. are taking birth control. Christians are having abortions. Two out of five abortions are committed by, so you know, self described evangelical born-again Christians, Coach.
2: It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. So, Laura Ann, come on in. Go take some questions
5: here, Mark. Sure enough. Um, good morning, and thank you for letting me have a minute. Um, I am one of those post-abortive women that you're talking about. God bless you. Okay, so, um, and I have been speaking about my abortion testimony. Um mm-hmm. And that could because that's how I I came to Christ because my um, this just takes a minute um, my pater, the paternal the paternal grand the paternal um grandmother of um my child, I asked through a, it's a long it's a it's a minute of a story but um I asked her to forgive me for killing her grandchild.
2: Mm-hmm.
5: And, um I met the sacrificial love and forgiveness of Jesus Christ in that minute wow, wow. when she forgave me and she said of course I said Amen. that's why I've been so crazy because after I had had my abortion I felt so dirty inside that um you know I felt so dirty inside I couldn't get clean enough I mm. I, I could I could I couldn't get clean and um and I've been been sharing my testimony um for a lot of years. Um, like I said, for three, you know, over, over 30 years. Um, cause I was 23 when I had it, you know, and I felt like I couldn't even go back to the church, you know, to, to even talk to anyone because the, of the, of the lies that were being told at that time and still are. And, um, so my, this is, this is a different angle that I'm going at, um, being, being, a uh, a woman who's speaking for life, and because there's all these kids that have been diagnosed with autism and all these other things, you got all these kids on all these all Ritalin since they're, you know, which is cocaine. They put them on cocaine since you know from the time that they're little, so it pretty much sterilizes them so they can't have any kids. Um, and um, the my question, my this is my my presentation. I'm trying to find a, a physician that will literally speak on if you're looking if you're coming from the angle that you're looking for a woman's right you know to because you know it's her health or whatever what about what what happens to the woman's body after this procedure's been done whether it's you know whether it's in, uh, instrumental evacuation which was the procedure that I had with my daughter because like when I'm hearing these videos being played I know it ha- well I think it's my daughter but um, what's what's being played in my head, you know, is I'm, you know, I go back to that moment. Right. And I know what happened to my child and that's the consequence of the sin. Cause I do know that I'm forgiven.
2: It's not even a cause. You me. never for, you never forget it. Do you Laura? You never No, forgiven. And
5: it's a consequence, but this is the other side guys that are, there's also the guys are the other side of it. And the guys are quiet, you know, mm. and you know, because it's not just the woman that, that loses a child, a male, the, the dad loses their child. And then, Women don't understand what happens to the consequences to their bodies after they've gone through, you know, whatever procedure of abortion that that's been, it's not like a natural miscarriage where your body just, you know, takes care of itself. This is an invasion and, and a lot of bad things happen to a woman's body afterwards. And my personal opinion is the rise in breast cancer and ovarian cancer is directly related Two women having abortions that they don't want to talk about. So well, and I appreciate question. that you gave me more than just one minute to yeah. share this, but mm. you know, and, and yeah. being in the Chicago area, I'm actually going to I'm back in the fight again. I'm, you know, I mean, I've spoken publicly and I'll come to Ohio and share my testimony. Um, but I mean I've spoken in front of thousands of people about this, but I'm actually going into the city again on Saturday and I'm sharing my testimony you know, in front of an abortion clinic. So, mm. Laura, yeah, and you, know, so many, you know, the most, one
2: amazing, the most amazing, the most impactful thing you said, Laura, uh, you can't get clean. You can never get clean. And Mark, you know what I thought of? I immediately thought of, and then somebody popped it up in the chat. Look at all the tattoos. Look at all the tattoos in the generation after us. I wonder if there's a connection between the fact that they don't feel clean and they tattoo themselves. I don't know. I don't know how else would this grief manifest itself. How else would this unforgiveness yes, manifest itself,
5: yes. right? You, you know, yeah. and I I and I this is this is the phrase that I use when I'm speaking. I told folks, my womb became my child's tomb. Mm. And that baby died inside of me and i love and i and the hitman was the doctor and the nurse that that did that procedure cuz i still remember the blue gown i hate pap smears i hate them mm. i don't want to go through them cuz all I and i mm. and i have my daughter i still don't and then when you get pregnant and you're alone Then you have to go through all that, and I know what I miss with my child, and my daughter doesn't have a sibling, and there's there's a lot of consequences that go with it, but the church won't talk about it. When I went to go to Orlando to speak in front of 40,000 teenagers with Lutherans for life, my own church would not pray for me. And this is the part that hurts about the church—they refused to pray for me while I was speaking in front of forty thousand people to share that what how God restored the love beyond imagination that saved my life. Okay, when my womb became a tomb, I uh, it took people in Washington on the other side front of the country to to come together and pray while I was giving my testimony in Orlando. Hmm. So. The, the churches don't want to talk about it. And then people like me, I'm so dirty and I already feel dirty. And the casting crown says, does anybody see her, you know, um, underneath the shadows of her steeples with all the lost? You know of why that is? You know why, that is? you know why, you yeah. know why churches don't speak on it?
4: You know why churches don't speak on it?
2: Because everybody in the, the church past- no,
4: <laughs> Because the pastors either don't think abortion's that bad or the gospel's that good.
2: Wow. Say that again, Mark.
4: The pastors either believe that abortion's not that bad or the gospel's not that good or both. Right. So they don't they don't they don't talk about abortion because they don't think it's that bad or they don't talk about abortion because they Mm. don't believe the gospel's good enough to forgive. Either one or both. And that's Mm. why there's silence in the pulpit.
2: Jack, come on in. That's a mic drop, Mark. That's a mic drop. Amen. <clears throat> Can you get in here, Jack? George, going in.
0: Yeah, uh, just, yeah go just quickly. Um, yeah, um, one of the things that uh, we need to do in the in the way to defeat the petition is to divide and conquer. We have got to divide the pro aborts from and have yeah. them uh, the um, the pro pro the dog the animal rights people. We have got to have the animal rights people fighting with the pro aborts. And if we it's it's easy to do, but we don't do that because we don't want to be nasty. But that's the only way we're gonna beat these jerks that are killing babies. If we don't get smart and start learning how to fight a freaking war, babies are dying. And we don't want to fight a real war. We just wanna we wanna we wanna get the signatures the right way. Oh, yeah, but, well, let's, but let's Jack,
2: Jack, don't Don't you know that the baby goes straight into the arms of Jesus, Jack? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I
0: know all that crap. Uh, come on, uh, Jack. Sometime, sometime afterwards, I got an idea, and I would love to have a doctor or a veterinarian that would work with me because we could make them all go
2: crazy. Hey, they walk into the abortion clinic. What's the old line, Mark? One dead, one wounded, and we're going to try to codify it into law. George, come on in.
1: How do you become effective? Well, Coach... What you did was you made me want to puke. When I saw that doctor saying, these clamps don't let go, I ripped the (laughs) arm off. I ripped the leg off. Put it in the chat. Every pastor I know, every parent I know, every child I know is going to get that thing that's burned inside of my head in their head. Put it in the chat, please. Put it in the chat.
2: Got it, George. Dave Allison, come on in.
0: Yeah, I really appreciate uh, Mark coming on speaking about this, this morning. Obviously, Michigan—they already did this last November—and uh, it's just the beginning. And and here's yeah. the interesting thing: it it passed by an overwhelming amount. It wasn't even close. That's what the that's what the final tally yes, was. Fifty-eight
4: percent, I think. Yeah,
0: yeah, and that's huge, right? That's a big thing. Uh, even the Catholic Church. Here's how the Catholic Church—they put—they gave signs to parishioners. vote no, it's too confusing. What's too confusing about you know? I mean, that's what we're up against here. And uh, I, 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 hate we to don't believe it.
4: in our own. We don't believe in our own arguments enough when we start saying the amendment's too confusing. Right. This right. is about child killing. We're not willing to make that case to the people. Come on, <clears throat> it's a, it's a tacit admission that we don't believe we can win. Martin. We want to play defense all the time instead of. Taking this to the people and saying abortion murders a baby. They Let me it. show you how. They and we it. don't want to be a state to recommend that recommend that does this.
2: Period. So so Mark, you you uh you revolutionized, I believe you did, <clears throat> revolutionized the pro-life movement by showing the images. Now, Mark, talk a minute about why you guys are so adamant about showing. The images of the aborted babies and, Mark, the infighting that goes on between other groups who don't want the baby's pictures shown.
4: Well, listen, I think I'm a pretty good pro-life apologist and speaker. But my words pale in comparison to an image or video of abortion. When you play that or you show that photo, you don't need words to explain what happened there. Someone can understand it at a glance. They get it. Pictures have power beyond words. It's, it crystallizes something in a person's mind, and especially pictures of injustice. They burn themselves into your brain and you can't get rid of them. And so we believe you got to show the truth because that sets that foundation that abortion is an act of violence. It kills a baby. Once you understand that, then let's talk. Because without the visuals, you know, it's just my opinion and my arguments, which might be—they they are better than theirs. Freeze, freeze up right producer. blow them off and say, "Well, that's what you believe." So you got to see it.
2: So, Mark, takes some images, folks. That's what they do. They take because, Mark, you told me this that the the sadly, the victim is the only one not represented in this debate, right?
4: Exactly right.
2: Nobody shows pictures of the baby because, again, friends, if you make the debate about the woman, the woman wins. We lose. If you make the debate about the baby, the baby wins.
4: That's right. He who frames the question wins the debate, and we have not framed the question about the babies. That's why you lost in Michigan, by the way. And we're fighting to make that the issue here in Ohio. We don't want to repeat the same mistakes.
2: Glenn, come on in.
4: Yeah, good morning, everybody. Mark, thank you so much for what your what your organization does, folks. This is a this is an organization worth supporting. Uh, it, they train young people on how to articulate the abortion argument. And Mark, I've heard some of your people, uh, they just Lexi. do a great job.
2: Lexi, yeah. we, we all Lexi. know Lexi. Yes,
4: yeah. uh, I, was, I was listening to the debrief uh, from uh, uh, the, uh, the trip uh, that a lot of students went on. They were interviewing, you had a 15-year-old boy, okay, who articulated how he shared the... Uh, You know, information with college students. It it just blew me away. Thank you for what you're doing. Yeah, listen, there are young people out there looking for a fight. They're not finding it in the church. Right. They especially men, men are men are men are warriors by nature. Right. And we're not giving them a battle. And this is a battle, and when they get involved in it, they're like, "I found my purpose," you know. And so, when fifteen-year-olds are willing to go up against college students who think they know everything, that tells you we got we got something right working. So we appreciate that. And listen, we got to raise up the next generation. I'm not getting any younger.
2: (laughs) Amen. Amen. Uh, Myra, come on in. Then Donna.
1: Yes, Coach. In regard to the
5: post-abortion women, uh, Laura. 2 Corinthians 12 to 9, and he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most badly therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Hallelujah.
2: Amen. Hey, know this. Know this, folks. Hey, murder is a capital crime, baby. It's still a capital crime. And the thing that they've done and they continue to do is the only way they're able to get away with it is they dehumanize the victim. They said black people weren't humans. That's why you can have them as slaves. They said Germans weren't people. You can kill them because they're not really people. They said babies aren't people, so you can kill them. It's the same argument. Lies, deception, and fear over and over and over. He never changes his playbook. And we boom. fall for it every boom. Every... Come on in, Brett. Come on in, Donald.
1: Amen.
0: Amen. Hey, coach, uh is
4: it can you can a petition be introduced against
6: an existing petition?
4: Well, uh, you, you can petition to amend the well, constitution oh, you, you to protect you them. To
0: amend the constitution to protect the no, but I, I'm saying, can a petition be put together to go against a petition could, such as what we're talking about
4: with this abortion? Could, well, and, well, once you know, it's I'm enacted, you could try to repeal. Well, once it's enacted, you could try to repeal. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. But you can't put a petition together yeah. to stop. No, because there's nothing, there's nothing official. because there's, there's nothing official, nothing How,
2: law. Law. How about okay. we do this, Mark? How about this? How about we teach Christians... To protect babies, that'd be a good start, wouldn't it? If you go to church, you mean to tell me, folks, that you go to church with people who are pro-choice in the same church? You're in the same church with people who want to kill babies? Tell me you're not doing that. Oh, yes, you are. Oh, yes, you are. Don Shepard, come on in. Patriot 1776. Don, figure out how to unmute. Go ahead, Patriot. Kevin.
7: Well, Mark, I just want to go back to the pictures for a second. You know, it's it's the old saying, out of sight, out of mind. OK, I mean, I could tell you about mass genocide and, and, and mass graves somewhere across the ocean. But it's not until I come in and I start showing you photos of the the naked bodies being piled up and piled into these mass graves that it starts to hit home. Oh, and, you know, once you've seen it, you can't unsee it. You know, right. and, and- Hey,
2: how about how about the little babies? With flies flying around their mouth when they want to feed them, right? Exactly. I thought pictures don't work.
7: Yeah, well, hey, you know, I remember. I'm not sure which war it was. I don't know if it was Vietnam or what it was, but it, it, public sentiment didn't start turning against the war until people started seeing the photos of the the ravages of war and what was actually going on. See, man, I can mean, yeah. tell you all day about it, but until you see it for yourself, it's Amen. not. Be at home. Pictures yeah. worth
2: a thousand words for a reason. Emma Stout, come on in, Emma. Then Joe.
1: I'm post-abortive as well. And I um, used to go to the abortion mill on East Main Street. Um, But my question is, can we come against the pretend doctors who are doing this? Isn't that another tack, another way to get to these people?
0: What do you mean by
4: come against them?
1: Well, can't we go to their homes and, You know, stand in the street with signs, or yeah, we've
4: done that. We do that. We have a project called uh, "Killers Among Us," where we out the abortionists in their neighborhoods.
1: Okay, I need I need contact so I can be a part of that.
2: Mark up, uh, Dr.
1: Paul Goslin, who's in here, said something
2: uh, several months ago that I'll never forget. Every baby in America that's aborted is aborted by a doctor. I thought, my lord. Mark, we haven't really hit that one good enough, have we? We haven't really hit that one good enough. No,
4: keep in mind, though, Coach, that doctor now is your UPS driver because the pill abortions are now 55% of all abortions.
2: 55% are now. Or the
4: pharmacy or Walgreens or CVS. They are now the new abortion clinic. All those who
2: hate me love death. huh? Take a pill, kill 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 a baby. Take a pill, kill a baby. Come on in, Joe. Mark, uh, we have. Our local, we support our local uh, um, ministry down here, Uh, Steve Smith, here in Augusta, Georgia. Mm -hmm. And we have some of your material, but you're right about pastors, especially my ex pastor here. He was getting on, he got, he pulled me aside and said, Well, you got to be loving. You got to speak Mm -hmm. to him in a convoy. I told him, Don't you think we're at war? Yeah. That's right. Well, ask how him we how he's
4: asking if it's not loving to love the unborn. Yeah,
7: well, that, I love the unborn. He, that's
4: why I stand and protect them.
7: That's why that's my ex that's why he's my ex-pastor now. Folks, that's <laughs>
2: why you gotta that's why you gotta dynamite the pastor's butt out of off of the fence. Dynamite <laughs> his butt off of the fence. That's what we gotta do. Kathleen,
1: come on in. Amen. Thank you, coach. Um the, the uh, amendment that you're talking about passed last November in Vermont after, mm. I think it's a two and a half year, something like that process that something an amendment to the Constitution um, needs to go through. And uh, it passed with flying collars. And um, uh, the, the amendment was mostly written by Planned Parenthood. Oh, the uh, the um, protest that I went to where I walked actually in front of these guys with, with Christian signs um, were vicious. And they were, I believe, led by hired, probably Planned Parenthood paid um, operatives or whatever. And and the people protesting were girls, at least the ones that I went to, girls about, they looked to be 16 to 18 or so. Mm-hmm. And they were so con- so convinced that you know it was their right and um, when we would be out street preaching, one of the strongest uh, responses we would get, we got lots of negative responses, but the strongest ones were from um, pro-abortion people. And they would b- go, you know, ride by, scream by in their cars, leaning out the windows, giving us the finger and saying, my body and my choice and hell you know who. And, and um, um. And so we would just say, it's not your body. The baby's body is a is a different body. And, um, but the one of the protests that I went to, I, I think it's, I mean, obviously it's satanic, but I mean, it was out, outwardly satanic in that there was a, a woman leading it with a full length hooded thick red velvet robe. Um, and which was um, not evident, at least in my part of the state in this fight. And okay, so child- was- well, it's
4: because abortion is child sacrifice. We know no, that let,
1: let me let me
2: throw this out here. Okay, let me throw I'm looking at the latest statistics, 2014 and 15. Maybe they're more updated than that. It says that Planned Parenthood receives 43% of its money from government. 43% of its money comes from the government. And that is, are you ready? That is five hundred and fifty-three million dollars of your tax dollars to Planned Parenthood folks. huh? We're complicit. We are complicit. We are paying for the murder of innocent babies. I don't care how pro-life you are and how often you go to church. You are paying to murder babies. Dale, come on in.
6: Amen, coach. And I don't need, of course, I guess I'm the pastor. I don't make no sense, but I don't need no pastor's permission to go to an abortion clinic to start doing something. And, you know, Uh, there's so many ways to hit this thing. In the state of Louisiana, obviously, we already had it engrafted in our constitution. So Louisiana is one of the most victorious things that happened in the Dobbs case. But one of the things that we did see that I knew Listen. History has a, a a morbid way of repeating itself. That's why the Germans went from shooting the Jews and burying them in a ditch to putting them in a constant into the g- gas chambers and killing them that way. But then they realized they still needed to do something with the bodies. So what we have, we've taken it that step further. We're going to get them real early so we don't have to see this mess. And so those pills, those RU forty sixes, and all those other things, that's that's exactly what the abortion industry has done. They've seen. How this has affected doctors, right? So the doctors are quitting and, and exposes it that way, plus with the graphic picture. So now you give them that at home abortion pill. So you're taking all the visual out of it. It no longer becomes as conscious of, of people's morals because they only believe it if you see it. But if you, so those things are really a hot topic because that's with the morning after pill and all these. So in the state of Louisiana, I want to just, and I'll finish, coach you can have great victory because in the state of Louisiana, we got a Democratic governor to sign a bill that if you as a doctor prescribe any abortive feticide medicine, you can face 20 years in prison and $200,000 fines. So don't say you can't win because you got a Democratic uh, governor or a Republican. It doesn't matter. You got to go after this thing. We got to engage, man. man. We got to
2: engage. Got to engage. Dr. Paul.
6: A little bit deeper than that, folks, birth control. With birth control, you have conception, then you don't have conception. It's a slippery slope. It's a bait and switch. Now we got pharmacopeia, the the people that can give you COVID shots, the, the people that can give you birth control over the counter, and the doctors are are not, not the bad people anymore. Now it's the pharmacists. So I just want you to... Um, envision a world where all the systems are broken down and we have to recreate everything.
2: That's where we are. That's where we are. Mike McKee, come on in. Then Mark, I'll give you the last uh, three or four minutes kind of wrap it up here. Go ahead, Mike.
6: Hey coach, uh, I don't know if
4: this, uh, Roe v. Wade the movie is not a movie to entertain you. The man who permitted, who did most of those divorces when he saw an ultrasound, he lost it and fell to the floor. The whole thing was a scam from the beginning, and Roe v. Wade, the movie, is the only way to
2: see it. Amen. Amen. They tell you that a woman has a right to choose, right? Come on. Mark, what do we do here?
4: we got to treat this like a land war, Coach. It's no longer a 50-state war. The Roe v. Wade decision has been uh, overturned, and now it's state by state. And if we were in Europe in the 1940s and they're, you know, occupied Europe and if Hitler takes uh, Poland, we pull our resources out of Poland and we fortify our our defenses in, in states where we can win. And when we win, then we can be, be once again be on the offensive. And that's what the Allies did when Hitler took took territory in Europe. We didn't stay in those countries. They were occupied. We had to move out and fortify in other states or in other countries. That's what we need to do in America. We don't fight this like a land war. We still fight in a 50-state battle. We need to consolidate in states where we can win because we have to hold the line. And when we do, and when we win in Ohio, then we can go on the offensive in these other states. So we got to start thinking that way. And, and our movement, unfortunately, Christians, we don't, we don't perceive things as a, as a war with strategy and tactics the other side does, and that's why they're trying to get this done in Ohio. And so, friends, if you're in Ohio, you know, if you see something, say something, just send me an email, go to our website, say, hey, I saw them at the local library here. Uh, what can I do? Tell your pastors, if you're in Ohio or even anywhere else, that we need to begin talking about this. We need you in Ohio if this thing gets on the ballot on July 5th. And, you know, we're doing pastors' briefings in Ohio. So we're on the ground, and if, if you know people in Ohio, just send them our way. Just stay stay in tune. See what's happening in Ohio. Even if you're not here, you can help.
2: So Spencer, real quickly, pull up uh, Proverbs 8.36. Proverbs 8.36. <clears throat> hey, folks, uh, the death cult is live. And, well. look what they did with the vaccines. Look what's going on with abortion. Look at the euthanasia. Look what they're doing in nursing homes. Uh, Proverbs 8.36 says, But he that sinneth against me wrongeth his own soul. All they that hate me love death. There, there, folks, there it is. There it is. Hey, mm-hmm. let me ask you this. Does the church hate death? Does the church hate death? No, they don't hate mm-hmm. death. No, they don't. They don't hate death. Quickly, Roger, get your two cents in. Hey,
7: Mark, real quick. Your strategy, I love it. Talk to me how the Holy Spirit brought that to you. He had to have because it's so contrary to what's been out there. Did you have a moment where the Lord spoke to you on this issue?
4: Yeah, good question. I mean, after Roe v. Wade was overturned, I I had already been thinking about this as far as a 50-state battle. We knew where we were going to have to put our resources in to keep the enemy out of these states. So we started laying a, a battle plan for that. And we lost in Michigan, and I'm telling everybody in Michigan, it doesn't mean you move from Michigan. It doesn't mean you don't, don't defend the unborn in Michigan. But we don't, tr- we don't treat this like a land war with a general at the, uh, at the forefront giving the orders to the troops to, to move here and move there. We're a dysfunctional, divided movement. The church is that way. But I'm calling people to say, listen, we need to think about it that way. It's all hands on deck in Ohio. It, it's, like, it's like in Britain. It's like in Britain. Fortify Britain, and then what do we do? Once we were able to establish a beachhead and and strengthen Britain, we landed in Normandy, and we took the beaches, and we went into France and liberated France. We've got to... It's what we call a strategic retreat. It's not a retreat in that we've lost. It's like, let's move back, consolidate our resources, and then fight another day, and then defend that property, that land. And once we do... Then we can go on the offensive. We have to win in Ohio.
2: Createdequal.org. Pull it back up there, folks. Listen, the, I don't know of any ministry more worthy of your support than Mark Harrington at Created Equal. I don't know anybody that's doing what they're doing the way that they're doing it. So if you have some, uh, some uh, if you quit tithing to your church, which I, oh, don't get me going on that one. <laughs> It would be good to send some money to Mark Harrington at creativeequal.org. Dot, uh, dot come come
4: to Ohio this summer. If they, if July 5th they get
2: the signatures,
4: everybody that can get to Ohio needs to come.
2: All we'll put on. you
4: up and we'll put you in the game.
2: Oh, hands on deck. Mark, thanks for joining, us with, us, joining with us, man.
1: Praise the Lord. Folks, thanks for having me.
2: All those who hate me love death.
1: See you next week or see you tomorrow. Thanks. Bye-bye.